What's up, guys? This is the Vinny Rock Podcast, and I am just, uh, I was actually coming down here to, to record a podcast, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, I get a text from Ross Patterson, somehow the first motherfucker in the world to know that the Mayans MC has got picked up for 10 episodes. So, hey, audience clapping in the background. Pretty excited about that, man. I've been posting and sharing and fucking tagging and all that shit. Um, this is definitely a new journey for me. Uh, excited for this ride. Mayans MC is written by Kurt Sutter and Elgin James. Uh, these guys are fucking awesome. Obviously, Kurt Sutter is the writer of Sons of Anarchy. And so if you enjoyed the Sons of Anarchy, you're going to enjoy the Mayans. Uh, we start filming here soon. Uh, we finished the pilot already. That should be coming out hopefully mid next year or mid this year. So uh, fuck, man. It can express how excited I am and also scared. There's something, it's a, it's a little different uh, world for me in acting. And if you listen to one of the podcasts I said before... Uh, it's very vulnerable. Either way, let me just get to the podcast. Uh, you know, I, I had something important to say. Not even important to say, something I wanted to talk about. But first, don't forget your uh, Warfighter tobacco. Uh, for me, again, it's, it's one of my favorite things uh, that, that we're doing right here. Uh, besides, you know, this year I'm focusing on several brands. You know, several brands that that I'm hoping to to grow more and and be become better businesses uh you know beer.com is definitely one uh in finding out how to make that more successful uh i just partnered up with um uh, the freedom jerky so that's another business i would like to see do well because a lot of that money is going to be going to uh, um war horse is a non-profit that helps veteran and also hero sports hero sports is obviously a non-profit that i joined up with partnered up with and, and now help run uh we do sports for veterans and so those are reasons why i want those to do well um besides that i'm helping out a lot with true north it's a motorcycle company here near me uh, we're, we're riding together. We're, we're, I'm helping him build his, his company into hopefully something that he's proud of uh, in the near future. Besides that, like I said, there's, there's, there's Singer's whiskey. There's it, which is always growing and we're coming out with a beer here soon. And I'm saying soon because it's always soon. And then, and then one day, boom, it drops. But once it drops, it'll be, I believe in already 20 something different States once we get it out. But the beer is, is brewing and is getting made. And once that's out, there's no stopping Letzinger's from, from continuing to grow. Letzinger's whiskey is in an area near you. If it's not, let me know. I'll tell you where to go find it. But uh, like I said, Warfighter Tobacco, it's just on an exciting up right now. Things are going so good for it. And you guys know, if you guys have smoked a cigar, if you're interested in smoking a cigar, if you've if you're never even smoked a cigar and you want to get into it, hit up the guys at Warfighter Tobacco. They'll show you how to do it the right way. They, uh, there's, there's, there's so many cool things about smoker scar and why we smoke cigars i'm not as avid of a smoker as guys like john from warfighter or or george from warfighter or even scott from warfighter but i do smoke them from occasionally from time to time to celebrate to enjoy and to relax uh the reason why i got into smoking from the first place uh, of a cigar is in iraq and afghanistan you know you guys have a cool mission you're able to get those cigaritas from the bazaar and uh, you sit there with the guys, and you smoke and joke, and, and, and literally, you smoke and joke, and it's cool time to debrief yourself from whatever stresses you have in the life. So go check out Warfighter Tobacco. Use promo code VinnyRock. Uh, if that doesn't work, hit me up, and I'll get another one for you. Uh, besides that, uh, let me let me get to this podcast and what I wanted to talk about. Um, 
Yeah, I'm getting all the text messages right now. Congratulations. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, pretty crazy, pretty weird. Because I have another project that I told you it's on the line that I can't talk about that I'm hoping these two don't butt heads. Because if it does, it's going to be a very stressful year for me. But that's a good fucking problem to have, right? Uh, so, what I want to talk today about was... Uh, I wrote a note. and My mind is all over the place. I just got another text from someone. Let's see. Uh, there we go. Okay, I'll deal with that text later. But what I want to talk about today was figure it out, right? Like, <clears throat> as a father and just as a dude, uh, I I've used this term. There's several terms that in my life I've followed. Today I'm going to talk about figure it out, right? Uh, another term you got might have heard me talk about. You might not, but in baseball, I had a guy named um, David Levy. He was an interesting, interesting, weird cat in baseball. But he, he's the one who showed me the concept called Can't Break Me. He was a fucking weird, weird cat. Like, just just completely one of those strange dudes. Uh, you wouldn't trust around your sister. You wouldn't trust around your kids. You wouldn't, you wouldn't even trust around your wallet. It's just a strange, weird dude. But he was an honest man. He, he, was, a, he was a good guy, but you just couldn't read him. It was just, just uncomfortably strange. But he had this concept. He'd go in there, and, and he's never pitched a college game in his life. Never in his life. He was a catcher. Uh, he, he was a good catcher, but not, not a great catcher. He was, he was just a solid dude, but, but like I said, never great. And then he decided he wanted to fucking pitch. And he said, you know what? I want to pitch, and I want to, I want to draw, throw submarines. So when I say submarine, he wants to throw underhand, pretty much low to the ground like a Dennis Eckersley or whatnot. Has he ever done it before? No. <clears throat> He gets on the mound and starts shoving it. And he's shoving it fucking insane. He becomes a fucking pretty successful closer with his style of pitching. He's a wild man. And I asked him one time, I was like, what is your motto, man? What is it that you live by? He says, can't break me. And it's, and, and since then, I, I've taken that with me. Can't break me. And the last one is until my last breath. And these are things I've carried on with me from Ranger Battalion to Ranger School to um the prison system when I was working as a as a, as a, uh, as a sort member, all the way to the border patrol when I was in uh, my my board star selection, and there was times I was feeling like uh, I was ready to quit. My knee was hurting, and, and and the the running was a little bit more than I was anticipating, and mentally I was getting ready to break down. And those words came to my head: "You can't break me until my last breath." <clears throat> and so those are something that I, I carry with me forever. And the other thing, since I was younger, is figure it out. And so I talk about figure it out because <clears throat> I, I tend to tell this to my kids more than I ever have uh, in my life now since they're older. <clears throat> they're older kids and they um, they have the tendency to put themselves in weird positions or, or whatnot. We're in a generation where the parents kind of try and do everything for their kids and I don't agree with that. I, I'd rather allow my kids to fuck it up twice, three times before they come to me and before I even help them. I'd rather them learn on their own and, and be good at problem solving. Because I think nothing in this world uh, is, I think everything in this world is problem solving, essentially. I think living life is problem solving. When you live in this world, all you do is run into problems and problems and problems. Where's girl problems? Where's financial problems? Where's physical problems? Whatever the fucking case it is, there's an answer. You just got to figure it out. And so when I say figure it out, I tell my kids that all the time. They're like, Dad, I can't open up this candy. Well, figure it out. You want that candy bad enough, you're going to find a way to open it. Right? And, and same things in life. My wife, me and my wife are like, look, how are we going to pay these bills? 
And it, the first thing I tell is like, we'll figure it out. Because realistically, that's all I have to do is figure it out. I have to problem solve. I have to see what I have in front of me and I have to find a way to make it happen. Right? So my kids, they're, they're, if they're failing in a class, well, you got to figure it out. You got to sit there in class and figure out well, what's the problem I need to solve here. Am I not following the instructions? Am I not doing the homework? Am I not gathering what the teacher's putting down? Right? It, it's, and, and in all it is, the answer I give them 90% of the time is figured out. That might sound like a lazy parenting technique to, to you, but to me, it is with all intentions of teaching my kids to find a way to problem solve their issues. There's no way in life you can teach a kid to freaking live life without allowing them to fucking fail, without allowing them to learn that they are, a, are capable of doing anything they want. As long as they put their mind to it, as long as they see what the situation is and they find the proper ways of accomplishing a goal and they go about it in that manner. <clears throat> That's all life is. That's all really like, how do I get a job? Well, you got to go apply for it. Well, how do I apply? Well, you go to the job first and ask if they have an application. These are kids when kids are in like the malls. Then you get the application, you fill it out. When you show up to go get the application, don't be dressed like a complete idiot because the guy who gives you the application is probably like, fuck that dude. Right. But you know what? You know how they do that? You know how they figure it out? They fucking figure it out. They do it. You let them out into the world and let them fuck it all up. And they come back to you and be like, Dad, I'm not sure. I was like, well, how'd you dress? Oh, well, maybe next time show up in a tie. See what happens. Go figure that out. And I, and I, and I say this because I've been watching these parents. I've been watching these kids. And we are in a society where our parents do too much. Parents, pay the bills. Mentor your kids. And when I say mentor, that does, mean, that does not mean do everything for them. A little five-year-old, sometimes he has trouble taking off a shirt, and I just sit there and watch him. Keep going, bud. You got it. Pull it over your big old head. Let's go. You got it. You got it. I don't go and do it for him, because you know what he starts to get comfortable with? He starts getting used to dad doing everything for him. And when you do that, you actually become the enabler. You're hurting your kids by doing everything for them. I make my oldest two order pizza when we ever we're ordering pizza. I make them do it. Why is that? Because they have to know how to communicate with adults. We're in a day and age where everyone has their phone and you can order everything by one touch this and one touch that and two clicks that. Instead, have your kids talk to an adult in, an, in a mature manner. Order a pizza is like the, where, where I have them start. I even, I even sometimes have them pay for gas. Not pay for gas. It's my money, but pump the gas. Simple things like that, the tasks that kids need to learn how to do. We're, we're, we're giving them so much. We're, teach, we're, we're doing everything for them so much that it's almost impossible for a kid to have good street smarts these days because the the techniques that people use. They do everything for their kids. And instead, teach your kids every day how to live like a normal human being. I make my kids throw the trash. I make my kids, uh, you know, clean up the dog mess. I, I make the kids, they're, they're, they have routines. They have things to do daily as part of just being a normal human being and, and, and providing to the greater good of the family, essentially. Do you like your cell phone? Well, you're going to have to pay that. Why? By doing chores, by sweeping, by mopping, by cleaning, by doing your laundry, by helping me out around the house, by doing things around the house, you're teaching these kids responsibility. This is some kids don't have responsibility. Man, from the youngest age, the five-year-old still has to do things. I'm not, I don't care if it's super minor. He still has to do things. If he's playing with his toys, he puts them away the right way. He, I, don't, I don't let him get away. I don't cut no slack. You see what I'm saying? I make them do what they need to do. They want candy all day. No. I say no all day long to these kids. Does it hurt? No. I don't give a shit. Because I know in life they're going to get no a lot. And they have to learn how to adapt and overcome and get over that shit. So I tell you this, this is just kind of a test to you guys. Try it out sometime. 
tell your kids to figure it out. Obviously, nothing that's going to bring harm to them. If they're trying to use the chainsaw, don't let them figure it out. <laughs> but if they're trying to, I don't know, learn a new skill set, figure it out. If they're having trouble taking off their clothes because they're little, figure it out. They have to fail and fail and fail and find success by them using their own brain to problem solve their life. Have them figure it out. All right, y'all. I'm out. I did it. I did it.